Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. I'm excited for you to hear from Terrence Price on episode number 85 of our podcast. Terrence is on staff of the FCA. He serves at West Virginia University as our campus director. He's married, and they have a two-year-old son. And I'm excited for you to hear from Terrence. There's very few people that I've met that have the passion for life, the passion for Christ that you're going to hear from Terrence. Just an incredible man. Just making an amazing difference in the lives of coaches and athletes and everybody he comes in contact with. So I cannot wait for you to hear from Terrence. Let's just jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Terrence. Hey, what's going on, Stuart, man? It's, it's an honor and privilege to be with you, brother. Man, I feel like a big time of being on this show with you, my man. Appreciate you. <laughs> and, uh, man, just want to give you a big shout out and uh, just uh, encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, bro. You're being a blessing to other people other than me, man. So definitely honored and humbled to be on this with you, my brother. Hey, man, I appreciate the time. I know it's a busy time. so uh, It's all good, brother. It's all, yeah. you, you always make time for good brothers, man, especially when you get to talking. To, well, let me take that back, especially when another Texan, Texan can connect with another Texan. So that makes it even better, brother. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> so I like to start these off just with some background info, just so listeners um, kind of get an idea who you are. So maybe talk about um, – a little bit about your family growing up, where where you grew up, and a little about your family today. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Yeah, man. I grew up uh, in a small community between Snook and Somerville, Texas, called Centerline, uh, which was about thirty minutes from uh, thirty minutes south of Bryan College Station, about fifteen minutes close to Brenham, home of Bluebell Ice Cream, the best ice cream in the country. Hey, punchline, Bluebell, hook your boy up, man. There you uh, go. <laughs> and, uh, man, upbringing was like solid, man. You know, I grew up in a solid family uh, uh, that believe, uh, you know, placed our faith in Jesus Christ and uh, solid upbringing. You know, uh, my mom, mother, my grandmother always taught me about, you know, being humble, treating other people uh, the way that you want to be treated. And the most the most important thing was that they always encouraged me was to be myself. And um, so then after high school, I uh, went to junior college at Bland. And I wanted to go to Sam Houston because I wanted to go into broadcasting. But at that point in my life, man, I felt like um, the Lord was calling me to go into ministry. And so I attended Bible College in Houston, College of Biblical Studies. And uh, after that, I went into youth ministry and served uh, as a youth pastor. And then I got a call um, uh, eventually to come uh, serve as senior pastor of my home church, uh, which was St. James Christian Church, small country church in the community. Uh, some of the greatest people in the world missed them uh, big time. And then I served there faithfully for three years as a senior pastor, my home church. And then I got a, 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 a call to come serve on staff at Brazos Valley FCA, which uh, served Texas University and the local high schools and middle schools in the Bryan College Station in Brazos Valley area and served there faithfully for four years, four and a half years. And then out of nowhere, like this time last year, uh, I got a call out of the blue about an opportunity coming to West Virginia. And uh, I'm a sports fan, Stuart. And so, you know, over the years, I always kept up with them. You know, Steve Slayton, Pat White, Tavon Austin, all those guys, Geno Smith and, uh, you know, Bob Huggins. And uh, and so got, the, uh, you know, long story short, you know, uh, the opportunity presented itself. And and uh, so my wife and son and I were here and uh, been married uh five years now i just celebrated our wedding anniversary last friday five years my wife's name is Mashana. and we have a 
two-year-old going on 21-year-old son named TJ uh, that keeps on our toes. But I'm definitely blessed, brother. And uh, again, man, it's just such a blessing to be uh, on this podcast with you, Stuart. Big time, bro. Uh, hey, I appreciate that. Hey, little uh, kind of little side note here. I didn't realize you that's where you were from was near Brenham. My wife's from Brenham. So love some Brenham, Texas. Look at that, man. Must be heaven. All, man, I'm telling you, all that, man. Good coconut cream pot. See, I need, to, I need to go back home and visit and go load up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey. Nathan's Barbecue, all of that, yep. man. Wow. There's, there's a lot of good food down there. Doesn't get any better than that, brother. Doesn't get any better some, than that. And some big-time sports, too. Yes, sir. All oh, man. Brenham is like what they call like the baseball capital of uh, Texas Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah big time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. I've Big never time. really, I've never seen a town that embrace baseball like that. And they do, brother. They really do, my man. They really do. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you talked about uh, going from being a youth minister, senior pastor, and now then going on staff at the FCA. Yes, sir. So you're a senior pastor, your home church. Why FCA? What was the, I know you, I know you see you love sports, but you know, why, do you, why, why FCA? Yeah, uh, uh, most definitely, Stuart. I think just the opportunity to, to come alongside, serve coaches and athletes. And, you know, when I was in junior high, man, there was a coach who had a tremendous impact on my life and uh, had a strong influence on my life. I mean, he was just a good down-to-earth, just country dude, godly guy. And I always watch how he uh, honored his wife and loved on his kids. And, you know, he would always have them around at the games and stuff. And uh, then there was times when he would invite us over to his house for like, you know, cookouts or different things and stuff like that. And then from the aspect of, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I was an FCA and my supervisor when I was at and he was our FCA guy and he would bring out uh, student athletes to come speak to us. And it really touched my heart because if you've been through Somerville or Snook, it's like you blink and, you know, you'll miss it. And so for, you know, for him to bring out, you know, football and basketball athletes or uh, track athletes, whatever it was, to come and share their their faith and their testimony with us, man, you know, that was always my prayer as a kid was that, you know, if it was ever opportunity presented that to be a blessing to others and to give back to a place that had poured so much into me, then I would definitely capitalize or capitalize on it. So down the road, the opportunity presented itself, and it was an honor to bring student athletes back to my high school to speak to them, whether it's through assembly or through sporting events or through an FCA huddle, uh, you know, and uh, to be able to bring those those uh, athletes out and, you know, like Ty Warren, the list goes on and on to just, you know, to remind the kids, hey, man, if you do things the right way and if you uh, if you respect your coaches, keep up uh, good grades, uh, high high character, uh, integrity, then, hey, you can be just like I am, you know, and so – for those kids to hear that uh, from where they come from and the background and, you know, some of them are, are already labeled statistics for us to come alongside and to serve an athletic department uh, through bringing in, you know, uh, high character, uh, former uh, student athletes like that was a blessing. So those are some of the reasons why I uh, decided to, to make that move with FCA. So talk about um, <clears throat> I know you served the high schools in the college station area, but what, what was it like? serving at a place like Texas A&M I mean it's larger than um a lot of a lot of towns yeah um, so well, definitely you know and, and you know before you answer let me also say a lot of people including myself until I learned a lot more the college level when you hear FCA you you think of football basketball baseball 
but I mean, there's soccer, there's track, there's gymnastics. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's a ton. So, so talk about uh, serving in a place like Texas A&M. Yeah, man, it was awesome. I mean, cause you know, growing up, Texas A&M University was in our backyard. And so growing up, I mean, you know, you were either an Aggie or Longhorn. And so most of my friends growing up, they were Aggies and then, you know, you had some Longhorns and, and, uh, and just, you know, just seeing like, you know, like, uh, that win, Leland McElroy, Dante Hall, uh, Reggie McNeil. I mean, all those guys like that. Uh, it was an honor to uh, to to come alongside and to uh, to serve on a great campus like Texas A&M. And, and uh, I think the thing for me the most was just that my motto going in was just like, hey, man, I'm here to serve. You know, I wasn't like looking for any like kind of like tickets or gear or anything like that. I just want to go in and be a blessing to others and then have the opportunity to come alongside to, to serve a prestigious university, uh, a great athletic department, which uh, showed us so much favor. There was, I mean, there was no coaches that there were no coaches office that we could not go into. That's just the, had the open door policy that was presented to us over there, whether it was uh, ARAD or whether it was uh, Billy Kennedy at the time, who was a men's basketball coach. Uh, who was a great supporter of FCA, or whether with football, you had Coach uh, Kevin Sumlin during my time there. Then you had Jimbo Fisher, Pat Henry, who had who's one of the top track coaches in the nation, and it was an honor to come alongside to serve him. And 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 uh, then the, those relationships eventually turned into like, hey, you know, they wanted us to come on the road, be with them, and to just uh. be there for the athletes and teammates. And and a lot of times before you know uh, before competition or meet. They want us to open with prayer. And then a lot of times it was just good to be there, like at the finish line or, or on the sidelines, you know, when a kid might have missed a play or or uh, might have missed off a bad handoff, whether, you know, it's a sprint relay or something like that. It was always a blessing to be there when they came off the sideline or off the track or off the basketball court, whatever it was, to just like, hey, remind them, like, hey, man, hey, that that one mistake does not define who you are as an athlete. Mm. Hey, you know, you're, you're going to make it. It's going to be okay. And to just let them know, hey, man, just to affirm them in their role and to just let them know, like, hey, man, it is all good. You're going to be okay. Hey, dust yourself off and try again. And uh, so those were some of the reasons um, I watched you say some of the, the, the fondest and greatest moments of, of uh, my time of serving there. But, Stuart, I will say this is that uh, my greatest highlight of serving at Texas m FCA was uh, the FCA camp that we had in the summer. Mm which I'll miss, unfortunately. I'm so sad about that because it's in a couple of weeks. Being That's what, about to, 800 kids, right? It's a lot, bro. It's a lot. And, you know, it's just not from the Brass Valley, but you got Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, uh, I mean, from South Texas. And to see junior high and high school kids come together from different backgrounds, from different schools, and some of those kids didn't want to come because, you know, they're thinking like, oh, man, this is going to be like a Christian camp, which it is, but it also focused on like, hey, you know, how to be a, a – um, a great teammate. What does that look like pertaining to scripture? Not just, you know, Philippians 4 and 13, where it talks about I can do all things to Christ that strengthen me, but it's also teaching like how to live out those biblical principles mm. in your athletic life. And so uh it was such a joy and a pleasure. And just to remind coaches too, because you had coaches who were there that some of them came there and like, hey man, they just got like let go off of a coaching staff. So you got some coaches who are coming there on faith and like, man, you know, they're just down and then a lot of coaches would be like, okay, hey, man, you know, a salary doesn't define who I am. Or mm. like, if I'm at South Lake Carroll or if I'm at a, at Summer High School, it doesn't matter. Hey, man, I'm here to pit. I'm, I've been placed here in the, in a position for such a time as this to make to uh, have influence and impact on the kid's life. And the, the late 
Reverend Dr. Reverend Dr. Billy Graham says this quote. He said, a coach will have more influence and more impact on a student athlete than anybody else will in their in the whole entire year. Amen. You think about it. I mean, Stuart, man, you know, you guys are with those guys all the time. I mean, you know, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's on the field, whether it's on the uh, court, whether it's uh, wherever it may be, you guys are with them. And so words are powerful, Stuart. I'll just say it like that. Words are powerful. And, you know, people, you know, the the old song, cliche, whatever you want to call it, say sticks and stones may may break my bones. Words may never hurt me. That I, that's that's not true. Words are powerful. Either you can you can uh, you can break a kid down or you can build him up. Either you can be a blessing to him or you can be a burden to him. Either you can be like, hey, you know what? I believe in you, man. You got what it takes. Or either you can be like, oh, man, you're just going to be another statistic, man. Won't you take your, you know, won't you get out of here and, uh, you know, man, and go go be like the rest of those guys. And then there are some times, you know, there are some times when you have to share truth and love and and you and there are ways, I believe there are ways that you can motivate a kid without like tearing them down or ripping them apart to where it's like, you know, it messes up his self-esteem. But there are ways I believe that a, a coach is called to to build up, uh, build up, you know, kids, build up student athletes. And uh, even, even if a kid is not an athlete, if a coach is coaching like science class or math class, because, you know, if mm-hmm. you're in a smaller school, you're going to you don't have to teach several classes. And, you know, you you have the, the power and the influence, man, to call greatness out of a kid and to let them know, hey, you know, not only do I care about you, but Jesus Christ cares about you as well. And he has a major plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. For, sure. I know the plans, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and the future. And so I really believe, uh, Stuart, that and I, I've seen it. I'm seeing it now with. The new staff here at West Virginia football and, and um, not just with football, but other sports as well, that, you know, a coach, man, he he has so much influence and the impact that he can call greatness out of a kid. And it's just it's mind blowing. It, 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 it touches my heart. I'm a sensitive guy. And so for me to see a coach pull a kid off the sideline and be like, hey, man, you know what? You know, I still believe in you. Hey, you know, I know you missed that tackle or. I know you might have fumbled, but hey, you know, next play, you got this, man. You got this, man. You can do it. And so, which is definitely a blessing. And then, you know, in my role, my role, I'm just here to serve, serve, love, care, and to give. And uh, and what that looks like is this, you know, I'm just, I'm there. I'm there to be a friend, a brother, uh, a confidant. Uh, you know, there's times when I have to be a minister when there's, whether, you know, somebody needs prayer, that need a word of advice or encouragement, or, you know, if, if someone wants to do Bible study, but, uh, those are some of the reasons why I chose Texas A&M, and those are some of the reasons why it's a blessing to come alongside to serve coaches and athletes. Man, that's awesome. I, um, the episode we just released last week as we're recording this one was with Coach Randy Allen, the legendary coach at yeah, Highland Park High School. Part- I tell people all the time, uh, I'm from Alabama, so I tell people he's the Bear Bryant of high school football. Bro, you I know? totally agree, man. Was it three state championships in a row? Yeah, just the winning is yeah. co. I mean, just numbers just to blow you yeah. away. But he said that he's been told in a coach's career, you'll have the opportunity to impact 20,000 kids. Yep. I totally agree. You think, coach you, know, you think, yeah, you think 20,000 kids because he's been coaching for, uh, I think it's close to 45 years. You know, so you, you think about as a, as a head coach, you're impacting your assistants and kids. Yep. And then those assistants go be head coaches. So then they're impacting more. So we're talking about that's just a, a head coach is a perfect example of multiplication. Yes, sir. You, you know, like you're talking about serving and discipleship, 
and the impact that the coach has, if they live it right, I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of kids. Yes, sir. You know, if you look I at the coaching, agree. you know, so yeah, it's it's incredible. So you mentioned uh, the move to West Virginia. Um, what was it like on your family? I mean, been married five years, got a, yeah. a two-year-old son going from College yeah. Station, Texas. Yeah. To West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia yeah. is not exactly right up the road. Other <laughs> than missing Bluebell and Whataburger, how, how's, what's been the biggest impact on the family? Uh, well, the thing about it is what makes it better. And I, I think, Stuart, that, I mean, you know, you know this and, and coaches know this is like, you know, the thing about it is, is like, you know, when you make moves like that, uh, you want to make sure that uh, it's what's best for the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of times, and I learned this, that there's sometimes that, you know, the dreams and aspirations that we have, whether it's a coach or a chaplain, sometimes, you know, if, if, if that's not what's best for the family. And the thing about it is you want to make sure that not only that the decision is about you, but you want to make sure that, you know, it's you include your wife or your kids, whatever it is, because, it's not only going to impact you, but it's only going to impact your family. And so my wife was very encouraging about it. And she, you know, my wife's like my biggest cheerleader and she believes in me and she supports me. And she's like, Hey babe, I feel like it's your time to lead out. And uh, wow. I got your back and I support you. So man, you know, I don't know for you guys, but when my wife says that, but I feel like Superman, I got this cape on, like I can just like go run through a brick wall when she says something like that. It's time to go. So, you know, it's, let's, let's, let's go, man. Let's, let's load up let's before she let's changes her mind. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, man, you know, what was a blessing was our house sold within a week, and uh, which was good for the Bryan College Station market. And and so uh, I, I I got here in the fall and then uh, early in the fall. And then they came um, the Monday after Thanksgiving. And uh, it was a little challenge at first because, you know, I was here by myself. And, and uh, if anybody knows me and knows me well, they know that family is very important to me. So mm. it was tough being away from my wife and my son. And um, but what the Lord showed me through that process was that, you know, hey, you know, uh, life is short. You only, you know, uh, my goal is to to my wife is to be my wife until the Lord calls me home or or, uh, you know, Jesus comes back, whatever the situation is. And and so what that process showed me was like, you know, hey, like, hey, you know, life is short. Love on your wife, love on your son. Tell them how much uh, they mean to you. Uh, let them know that, hey, man, I appreciate your support, your love. Uh, you know, even though sometimes, you know, uh, you know, we may not always think about them in a certain situation, but it, the two words, thank you go a long way. And so I always tell my wife all the time, like, man, thanks for supporting me. Thanks for believing in me. Thanks for being on this journey with me. And it's a blessing to do life with her. So it's, it's been good, bro. That's awesome. So, you know, you talked about, um, you know, you've been in West Virginia for about a year. Um, so with your role at FCA, a new coaching staff came in football wise. Yeah. So what's that like in your role? I mean, you're just, I mean, you've been there a year, you're just getting comfortable, you know, and then you don't know what's coming. So, so what's, what role do you play in that transition? Cause you have relationships yeah, uh, with the guys. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, you know, my relationship and uh, one thing that I've learned Stuart was that, you know, it's all about the ministry of presence, just show up, uh, mm. be present. And so, you know, uh, before the new staff got here, there was some of the staff that was still here because uh, they were waiting to see what was going to happen, if they were going to be retained or if they had to find another job. And so, I, I, you know, it was nonstop for me. I was still here. You know, some guys wanted prayer because they didn't know what was going to happen. You know, they had families to take care of. And so a lot of, a lot of times I was just there to pray with them. 
uh, to encourage them. And, uh, you know, with the student athletes, I was just there like to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, just, you know, let them know like, hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. And, uh, you know, and, and any FCA chaplain or campus director can tell you in those moments, you're kind of a little nervous because you don't know if the new staff is going to receive you well or going to want you around. But I just began to pray and then I, you know, just had peace about it. And when I heard Coach Brown was hired, uh, it was so much peace because I, you know, heard nothing but great things about him, uh, a man of high character, a man of faith. And, uh, you know, he was a blessing to me when we first met and, and he wanted me to keep doing what I was doing. And, uh, you know, it involved me a little bit more within the program. Uh, and I think it's, it all goes back to one word, Stuart. It's uh, faithfulness. And I just want to encourage somebody right now. It's like, you know, where you're at, you know, it may not be the uh, the situation you may want to be. It may, it may not be your dream job, but be faithful. You know, be faithful. Stay focused where you're at. Be, in other words, be where your feet are planted. Uh, be faithful. Uh, going to work with a smile on your face. It may be tough sometimes. It may be challenging. But be you. Um uh, Make sure you stay in your word. Make sure you uh, you're, you're prayed up, and and if and if you can't pray for yourself, find find a, a godly man or a godly woman that's stronger than you in their faith that can come alongside and they can put their arm around you and pray with you and let you know that everything's gonna be all right. Uh, but yeah, just in in my role with situation like that, I, it, it doesn't change. Uh, you like I said, you get nervous and stuff, but you have to remember who called you and who called you there and. And what he called you for was to just mm. to serve, to serve. So that's awesome. So what's yeah. uh? And this is probably a, a question that may not have a have a definitive answer to. But it's okay. what's a ty- what's a typical day look like? <laughs> you really want to know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, first, first, first thing in the morning, yeah. you know, I get up and you know, man, you know, I, I have to just always talk about. I'm, you know, I get up and. You know, I have a little morning devotion, a little quiet time with my family. Then I drop my, my son off at school. And then I'll go by football and I'll eat breakfast with those guys because the football stadium is so close to our house. So mm-hmm. I'll go there first and, and I'll go and love on coaches, check in with them and just see how I can serve with those guys. And there may be some times where a coach may want me to sit in on the meeting or may want me to meet with a player. That's, or sometimes a coach just wants to talk. You know, he mm-hmm. just got a lot on his plate and a lot of, a lot of times – you know, like, hey, man, you got a couple minutes? I know you're busy. I'm like, yeah, coach, man, close the door. And you look up, that turns to an hour, two hours. And then, you know, uh, which is pretty crazy because, you know, they're on like, you know, strict yeah. schedules. And then I'll go over and I'll go see the Olympic sports. I'll go see men's basketball, uh, soccer, rifle, baseball, <coughs> excuse me, wrestling, uh, which is new for me because there was no wrestling in the South or rifle or uh, or men's soccer where I was at Texas and them. Uh, that and then, you know, I'll, I'll I'll try to get and what the blessing about that is like in the Coliseum, all those coaches offices are right next door to each other. So I can leave mm-hmm. out one door, go to the other one. Then, uh, you know, I'll most time uh, when I leave the Coliseum, I'll uh, I'll go home for a little bit. This kind of like relax my mind. Then I'll make some donor calls because, you know, anybody knows what FCA is. It's a fully funded ministry. And, you know, <laughs> You know, it's it's a it's it's a big faith thing because you know you have to raise your own support, and your own salary, and so I'm making donor calls, and I'm not only thinking about myself, but I have a staff that I serve as well too, and I'll you know may reach out to some of the people on my board, and uh, then I just try to make sure I take time out for myself to where you know you know um, either you know me talking to my mentor back home and he and him just pouring into me, or he'll send me a little devotional, just something a reminder, you know, about you know humility, serving. Or, you know, just being thankful, whatever it is. And and then I'll get ready that uh, late afternoon to go out to a couple of practices. And then I come home. Oh, and time I out. Come home. 
Time out. We're just a late afternoon. Late afternoon, brother. I sound late like we're on day two already. No, okay. No, brother. No, brother. <laughs> hey, the, the grind and hustle don't stop. And then the thing wow. about it is, Stuart, after those practices, man, I go pick up my son from daycare. And uh, I come home and I love and serve them and serve. I love and, and I serve them well because, you know, it makes no sense for me to go out and serve right. everybody else well with love, dignity, care, and Ooh, service. And I come home now. and I get my, and then I come home and get my family leftovers. It's now, nah, now, nah, man, these, these, my wife and my son been rolling with me. And these are people that I've just met, which I have nothing against, but you know, next to the Lord, your family is your, it's one of your top ministries. And uh, so I come home and I serve them well. And, when I come home, my wife, she loves everything I do. She supports me. She's like, but hey, T-Day's pull-up needs to be changed. Hey, the trash needs to be taken out. Yeah. Hey, what's for dinner tonight? Are you cooking, you know, or, or towels need to be folded? So it makes no sense if I can serve others well and, and I come home and get my family leftovers. And because when I come home, there's no chaplain. There's no campus director title. I'm Terrence Price. I'm the I'm the husband. I'm the father. I'm the best friend. Um, I'm T-Day's daddy and Michonne's husband. So when I come home, I still got a, I still got that cape on. I'm still serving, and I'll lay down, say our prayers, go to bed, wake up the next, next morning, and start all over again, brother. Man, you, you, when you're talking about serving your family, um, I saw something just a couple hours ago on Twitter from Beth Moore. Oh, yes, she's solid. And she said, uh, fellow ministry – I'm just going to read it real quick. Yeah, fellow ministry ahead, folks who are parents, if – it's such an honor to spirit to be spiritually parents to a lot of others. Like in your case, all these coaches and athletes, it makes life even richer. It's even biblical. But a word of warning: our own kids come first, or there will be resentment. Don't expect them to understand. Put them first. So as you're talking about that, I that just reminded me because um, you're right. I mean, if we if we're willing to serve other people but not our family, then what's the point? Amen, brother. Yeah, that's Amen. good. That's a good word. And I was just joking with you about the day. Uh, oh, but that, no. that, that's amazing. Um, the balance of meeting with coaches and athletes, pouring into them. But then what a lot of people don't understand, like you said, is then, then you're out there making donor calls. You're talking about two different things, man. You're talking about, you know, sharing the gospel, pouring into people. And then you're, then you're having to do the business side. Yes, sir. Of, hey, I need some help doing this, man. That's yeah, exactly. That's, in, that's incredible. Exactly, um, what do you, what would you say um, from your perspective would be one of the greatest challenges um, facing student athletes or even coaches as it relates to living out their faith? I mean, it's it's no secret that it's not popular, right? For lack of better terms, always to live out your faith. So, what would you say to student athletes and coaches? you know, about their greatest challenge and how would you encourage them? Yeah, I, th I think, you know, some of the challenges are, you know, there's times when you can be bold or you can, you know, you can compromise. Mm. Uh, there's times when you can, you can uh, stand for truth. And there's times when you can be like, uh, I think I'm just going to kind of blend in. And if anybody knows, you know, you know, uh, my pastor back home, he would always say, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. That's we right. were not, we were not designed to be like, uh, like uh, uh, like camouflage to blend, and we were we were designed to stick out, and like a sore thumb. And so uh, I was I would just encourage a coach or student athlete, uh, man, to to be bold and and stand stand for truth, uh, stand on God's word. Uh, whether if if you have to stand by yourself, and if, if there's a group of kids 
or a group of coaches. And man, I mean, you guys may be tight, maybe in a Bible study. And there may be certain times where you may have to stand and you're looking around like, Hey man, okay. You're not going to, okay. Hey, I'm cool. I'll, Hey, I'll stand by myself because the thing about it is Romans eight and 31 declares to us. It said that if God be for you, who can be against you. So mm-hmm. I would just encourage a coach or a student athlete and, and those times where you can compromise and times when you may not want to stand for what's right or times when you don't want to stand for uh, the truth, uh, man, I'll just encourage you, man, to just be strong. And Joshua 1 and 9 says this, to be strong and be courageous that the Lord, he, he will fight for you. You only need to be still and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. So I would just encourage them, man, if you got to stand all by yourself, Stand by yourself because when, mm. you stand be- when you stand before the Lord, you you want to hear Him say, "Well done, thy good and faithful servant." Amen. You, know, you don't want to you don't want to hear Him say, "Depart from me, like hey, I never knew you." Hey, or what? What about those times when you know you could have stood for truth, but you know you, oh man, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna call it no man. If you got to stand up by yourself, because the thing about it is like people are gonna talk about you whether you're dead or you're alive. So I I I'd rather I rather be be hated by men than to stand before God and him say, I never knew you, man. So wow. I, would just, I would just encourage him like, Hey, if you got to stand out by yourself, if, if they talk about you, I mean, they talked about Jesus and look at him, you know, and I mean, right. he just, he was still humble. He was still about his father's business and he went to the cross and he died for our sins. And he rose on the third day with all power in his hand. So we may be able to spend eternity with him. And, and right now he's seated at the right hand of the father making intercession on our behalf. So if you got to stand up by yourself, stand, man. He, God will be with you. And he's a thing about it is he's already gone before you. And he, 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 he knows that there's going to be times when, you know, you're going to have to stand by yourself. And he's like, Hey, you know, Hey, come on. I got you, man. I'm right here by your side. So, so just be bold and be courageous. And if you got to stand out by yourself, stand, just stand, stand. That's awesome. That is, that's incredible. That's, um, I mean, that's a word of encouragement to not just coaches and student athletes, but to anybody, yeah. you know, in the business world or wherever you may be. Um, that, uh, you know, I, I think all the time that some advice I got a long time ago was it's always right to do what's right. That's right. That's you right. Know, so, so Stuart, I'm just trying to be like you when I grow up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm trying to get to your level. <laughs> Hey, I can tell you how not to do a lot of things. <laughs> hey, same here, bro, man. Thank God. You know, people this, ask man. me about uh, my wife and I just celebrated 22 years of marriage. And oh, we man, congrats, bro. 15 and 12, and people ask, you know, what's it like being married or somebody being a parent? I said, you know what? I can tell you more things what not to do mm. than, than what to do just because of yeah. all the mistakes I've made. Yes, but, sir. Yeah, that's good. Yes, hey, sir. so I had a question to ask you. Um, Lay it on me, bro related to culture and the role of sports. I mean, it's no secret that culture is divided and for various, I mean, there's race, there's socioeconomics, there's politics, there's religion. There's just a number of things that divide people. But one of the few things, um, I think there's probably two things that no matter where you go, unite people, food and sports. So I want to ask you about sports. I mean, from, I've asked a lot of coaches and athletes this question, but I'm curious to hear, you know, your, your take in your role with FCA and being team chaplain, how have you seen sports unite people where they would ordinarily be divided by various different things? How have you seen sports tear down that wall? Uh, I think from the aspect of that, you know, when you think about sports, you think about the word team, 
uh, and that there's no I in team. And, and I really believe that uh, – uh, let me see how I can uh, say this. You, it, it, on the team, you, you have leaders on the team, and, and those leaders are charged or commissioned uh, to, to be that beacon light, to hold each other accountable. And I think that's the word. It's like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all about accountability. It's all about because you think about it, you know, in that locker room, uh, you know, there's that brotherhood or if there's a, you know, female side, there's that sisterhood, there's that bond. And I just really believe that, you know, that the leader sets the tone. Well, I think, you know, the head coach does. And, you know, he and he uh, encourages, he pours into and he, he charges those leaders on that team to be accountable, to hold those those teammates accountable. And, you know, to where not only are you spending time together in the locker room, but you're spending time outside of the football facility, outside the soccer facility, outside of the basketball facility where you can be invited to someone else's home that doesn't look like you. Mm. Um, that may not look, that may not be African-American, Caucasian, Hispanic, Chinese, or Iranian, whatever it is, but you can invite them to your home, into your world, to where they can see, hey, hey, this is how I live. This is why I do what I do. And uh, and I, I just really believe that it, it creates the word unity uh, mm. And then the biggest word of all is that uh, it creates love. It creates bond. And I just think that's the thing is that, you know, with a situation like this, that the, the thing, the thing that we have to remember is that, you know, that we have, we've been commissioned and called to, to love one another. And, and it goes back to John three sixteen. you know, for God mm. so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So if God can love, somebody who's black or who's white or who's brown or who's red, whatever it is, then, hey, if, if I'm serving him, if he's my Lord and Savior, and if he's the one that's given me life, health, and strength, and he's given me to uh, the use of my activity, my limbs, then if he can love somebody that does not look like me or come from where I come from or doesn't have the certain credentials behind the name like I do, if he can love them, then he can love somebody like me because the thing about it is, Stuart, that, you know, we're – we're all we're all sinful. We're all broken. And the thing That's about right. it is that you know the Bible says that, and while we were yet sinners, that He died for us, which exemplifies His love for us. And so, if He can love us through our mistakes or our, our background, our culture, whatever it is, then I think the key thing is that it's it's all about the word love. It's all about love. Mm. So. That's good, you know. And I love asking that question because the answers are always different, but yet they always come back to some similar themes. And every, almost every time I talk about this with, with somebody on, on the podcast, it's always, and I don't know, maybe this is just God just really trying to ingrain this in my mind and my heart. But to me, it's a beautiful picture of the way that God designed the church. Yep. But yet today we see so much division in the church yes, sir. along the same, you know, it looks very yeah. similar to our culture yeah. and, it's like if we would embrace these same things you talked about that a team does, um, relationship with others, then man, we could change this. Yeah, we could change this country because we would be so world, focused man. on love. Yeah, we could change the world. But you know, I just think sports yeah. is a beautiful picture of yeah. what the church was should be doing. Yeah, and Stuart, you said something that just came to my mind. I guess the the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. He said the most segregated day of the week is Sunday because Amen. in church, you got this group going here. You got this group going here. But brother, when we get to heaven, man, it ain't going to be in the corner just for the Caucasians, for the African-Americans, 
or for the Hispanics. Man, we're all gonna be together, bro. I'm gonna want to come hang out in your mansion and eat some 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 uh, some milk and honey, man. You know, <laughs> y'all gonna be like, hey, man, you gotta watch that right there. He's a little bit greedy, but uh, <laughs> man, it just it just goes back to the the thing. I, and I think it's it's two things. It's it's love and accountability, man. That's right. And and, and, and you know you know on the team, man. You know the leader. Uh, cannot compromise or be afraid to, you know, to call somebody out of love, be like, hey, bro, hey, you know, man, these are not the team rules. This this is not uh, what we stand for. This is not our culture. Uh, uh, you know, that's not cool. You know, I, I really think that you should apologize or like, or like, hey, man, you know, I noticed that you said this. Or I noticed like, man, you, you know, you didn't take this thing the right way when we were, you know, in accountability talks or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Hey, and I think things that like if you talk to them out of love and kind of find out where they're coming from, you'll be like, oh, OK, because that helps you to, to relate with them more. And maybe they might not relate with some of the things that you say or how you word it. But if you can meet with them and that's the thing with Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus had compassion for everybody. But he always he always met them right where they were at. He wasn't Ooh, yeah. too deep. He wasn't too deep or too over the head. But. He made he made things simple and plain that even a child could understand. So I think the thing about it is, it's like, you know, it's love. And when you love somebody, you know, that guard, that barrier comes down, whether it's a tough kid or whether it's a tough coach, somebody who don't want you to talk to them or like, hey, man, leave me alone. I'm not with all that. But if you continue to keep loving and you be consistent with it and not just like, OK, hey, you know, today I love them. Next week I'll go by. But if you're consistent with it, I mean, consistent with love. Man, I guarantee you, you'll be like, oh, man, man, I didn't know he had that in him. Man, I didn't know this coach could do that. I mean, whatever. But you have got to you have got to look past all the filth, all the the junk, because the thing about it is we all got all of that in us. But God sees, looks through. He looks through all of our faults and he's able to meet us at our needs. So I just really believe that uh, you can't judge a person by the outside. But like like it says, and I think it's first Samuel, that when man looks at at the outward appearance, that God looks at the heart. Hey, man. Well, that's good stuff. That's very good stuff. So you've quoted a lot of scripture throughout this conversation, but I always love asking people this question. Um, Do you have a favorite verse, kind of like a life verse, or is there one that God's really shown you recently in your life that you would encourage us with? Like I said, I know you've already shared a lot of scripture, but is there one that just like your go-to? Yeah, uh, man, there's a lot, but, uh, one of my goals, as, as I get older and grow my walk with Christ and as I love my wife, as Christ loved the church and honor and try to raise my son in the fear of the Lord and just serve and love others well, I think about Gal- Galatians uh, chapter 2, verse 20, where it says mm-hmm. that, for I have been crucified with Christ, for it is no longer I that live it, but it's Christ that lives on the inside of me. And so that's mm-hmm. like my favorite uh, because a lot of times when, you know, the flesh wants to rise up, the flesh wants to do this or and then the, the spirit reminds me, like, hey, man, you've been crucified with Christ. Like, hey, you know, sometimes the only Jesus that people will see is the Jesus that lives on the inside of you. And a lot of times I'm like, hey, man, I want Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A sauce, a sandwich, nuggets. I mean, and a, I mean, fries and a sweet tea. And then the, the, the spirit is like, well, you know what? You need uh, maybe a turkey burger. Uh, some fruits, maybe, maybe maybe a side <laughs> salad and a bottle of water, and I'm like, well, no, spirit, the flesh wants this. So yeah, Galatians two and twenty that I've man, I've been crucified with Christ, but it's no longer I that live it, but it's Christ that lives on the inside of me. So that's good stuff. I love that verse. Yes, sir. That's it's like a good one, brother. One. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. So last question, um, another fun one. Two words 
all in. We know what it means in sports. I mean, people got all over their T-shirts, chin straps. You know, it's a, it's a rally cry. We know what it means. Uh, we took the the name All In Sports Outreach. We took that from Colossians three seventeen. Oh, that's a good one. And whatever you do, word or deed, do it in the name yes, of Lord sir. Jesus Christ. With the idea that hey, it says whatever you do, word or deed, you do it in the name of Christ. So what is um, so we know what All In means. What does that look like, Terrence, in your daily walk with Christ for you to be All In? Man, I think the word that comes to my mind is commitment. Ooh, that's good. You know, you know, I, I made a commitment with the Lord. I gave Him my word, and that's the thing that. When I was growing up as a kid, you know, all of the elders and old school uh, uncles or men in the community, they they told me as a young man, they said, son, sometimes all you have is your word. And when you when you give somebody your word, you want to make sure that you honor it. And it's, and it's a sound of commitment. And and I just think for me, it's like, you know, when I made those uh, uh, those vows at the altar, my wife, you know, made that covenant uh, uh, in front of, you know, uh, our family and friends and most of them in front of the Lord is that. I made a commitment, man, that I was all in, that I was going to honor and love my wife through sickness and health, uh, whether we were uh, broke, busted, disgusted, where we couldn't have two nickels to rub together, or whether, you know, we were able to to be thriving and have, you know, revenue coming out of all the pockets. But uh, I think the word is just that, you know, commitment. I mean, when you're all in, I mean, you're committed. I mean, you're locked in. I mean, you're like, hey, man, there's, there's, I'm, I'm going forward. I'm not retreating. I'm not waving the white flag. I'm 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 in it to win it, and I'm all in. So I think the word that comes to my mind is just is commitment, being 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 where your feet are, and just being focused on the on the prize that that is at hand. And I'm like, hey man, I'm going forward. It's not time to retreat and wave the white flag. So that's good stuff. I mean, people a lot of people answer the question, you know, a lot of different ways. But I think you're the first person that really just zeroed in on the one word is commitment. I like that because I was always told too. I grew up in a small town and people say, relatives always said, Hey, sometimes all you got is your word. You guys, that's all you got. I mean, that's right. You know, your word means a lot. And so, amen. I've never, honestly, I'm not sure I've ever thought about it in the same sense that, you know what? I did make a commitment to Christ. That's right. You know, I don't, I don't think I've ever really simplified it like that. That, you know what? My word means a lot. And if it means something to my wife, my kids, my friends, then, that gummy yeah. should mean a lot. That's so true. So you know, true, my relationship with Christ. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that I thought about too, Stuart, and I'll say this and I'll, and I'll let you uh, uh, take it from there is that, uh, you know, from the commitment standpoint, I think about, you know, when there's times when I want to give up or maybe want to retreat, but I'm reminded of how his love for me when he was hanging on the cross for me and when Ooh. it should have been me, uh, when I, sh- when I deserved the penalty of, uh, of death and, and hell was that, I was on his mind when he was hanging on the cross. He mm. was thinking about he was thinking about Stuart Hardy. He was thinking about Terrence Price. He was thinking about Chip Baker. He was thinking about Dabo. He was thinking about Nick. I mean, all those guys, my wife and Sean and, and son TJ. But to know that, you know, when there's times when I, you know, man, I don't know if I can keep doing this or if I keep going. I'm reminded that, hey, hey, you know, hey, man, I, I'll, I got you. And while I was hanging on the cross and I was down for your sins to where one day you can spend eternity with me, you were on my mind. Mm. And when you were on my mind, that was a sign of commitment to let you know, hey, I'm not coming down and giving up and, and thinking that, hey, they're going to have the, the final say so. But uh, but but it was a reminder that, hey, I am the alpha and the omega. I'm the first and the last. I'm the beginning and the end. And that, hey, you were on my mind and I love you this much to give up my life so that you can live a life to where when other people see you, they'll be like, hey, man, 
it's something special about Stewart. It's something different about Terrence. They don't they don't go out partying and drinking like we do, or they don't go, you know, you know, whatever it is, uh, stuff like that. But you know, they're like, hey man, what is it? What is it? Why do you keep smiling? Why why do you mm. why do you honor your wife and your son? Why why you been married for twenty two years? And then you can just lay it out there for them, and you know, and they'll be like, wow, man, you mean. You mean Jesus really like he does that for you? And then that's the opportunity for you to share the gospel or you to share your testimony. And the next thing you know, man, one one of the lost sheep, you know, you know, it's like the, the good shepherd. You left the 99 to go get the one back in and bring that person back into the fold. And then the thing about it is once you you get that person in and you can, you know, pour into him and point him to the local church where he can get fed, then that disciple is going to make another disciple. And that disciple is going to make another disciple. And so, yeah, man, it's just, yeah, I, we were on his mind. We were on his mind. That's, that's good, man. That's, that's why I'm all in, bro. That's good. That's 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 a good a good place to wrap it up and put a bow on it. That's good stuff, man. Hey, I've enjoyed it. Um, hey, I, I take no, a lot I of notes through it And um, I tell you what, I've, I'm encouraged just by conversation. I was encouraged the first time we talked on the phone. I know it took us a while to get this set up. So hey, I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. I know, you know, it's – um, in the evening, and so you want to get to get to your family. So I, I do appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Stuart, man, and and I just want to encourage you, brother, man, from one brother to another brother. That hey, man, iron sharpens iron, and Amen. man, you you keep you keep doing what God has called you to do, brother. And I'm, I'm I truly believe that the best still yet to come for what you're doing, and I just believe that God is doing a great work in and through you. And uh, man, it's, it's been a blessing to join uh, this session with you, bro. And uh, man, this this is not a period, and I think in your story and what what's to come uh, in your life. Uh, I believe that this is not a period, but it's a comma. It's more to write in the story about Stuart Hardy and his family and what you're doing and, and how you're having a, a influence impact on people. Uh, not just that you're interviewing and you come across, but I really believe uh, that, yeah, God's, God's going to send some amazing people your way. And uh, man, you're, you're the right man for the right job. So God bless you, brother. Appreciate I uh, pray nothing but God's blessing and riches upon you. And uh, you got, you got it, bro. You got it. Thanks, man. Wow. Thanks again to Terrence for taking time to, to join us to share his story, talk about his role with FCA and what God's doing at West Virginia University. But I hope you got a glimpse of his passion. I, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out the best way to wrap this up by looking over my notes, but there's just so much to pull from. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was he talked about the power of words, and he he said, are you a blessing or a burden? That really hit home to me, because our words are powerful at at home, at work, no matter where we are. Um, That just really, really hit home. He talked about being where you're planted, just being faithful to where God has you. A lot of times, we're always looking to where we want to go or somewhere else or where, or where someone else is. But God has you, God has me somewhere special, somewhere specific. We need to be right there. He also talked about that as a part of a, a team, that there's an extra responsibility and accountability that goes with, with leadership. Um, we need to have relationships with others that are different from us. That's how we're going to move forward together is seeking out those that may not act like us, look like us, talk like us, think like us, and have a relationship with them. Love them. Don't judge them. Love them. 
And that's what brings people together and gives you that platform to to share Jesus with them. And the last thing I I, want to mention is he talked about what it means to be all in. He talks about when you made a relationship with Christ, when you said yes to Jesus, you told Jesus, I give you my heart, I give you my life. That's what it means to be all in. Because Jesus was all in for you and for me. He doesn't call us to to serve one or two days a week or to give Him a portion. When, as Terrence reminded us, we made a commitment when we said yes to Jesus. That's what it means to be all in. And it's every moment of every day. I know I could talk for many, many, many more minutes on the things that I took away from the conversation. But I would just say this. Just remember who you are, who God created you to be, to be where you're planted. And just remember that commitment that hopefully you've already made to Jesus. And just remember that every day. Share this episode with a family member or a friend. If you're listening for the first time or have listened to a few of the episodes but haven't subscribed, click that subscribe button. And go back and listen to the previous episodes and then future episodes automatically downloaded. Interact with us on our social media platforms or our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Find out who we are, opportunities to pray for us, serve with us, opportunities to give. Again, I ask you to share this episode. I ask you to go whatever platform you're using. Leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform to keep telling stories talking about Jesus through sports, using media. Thank you again for your constant encouragement, your constant support, your constant prayers. And until next time.